If you want to learn where dealers can purchase vehicles, then this podcast is for you. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Hello, everyone. This is Dallas Johnson, uh, lead instructor of the Automobile Dealer Training Association. And as I've stated many, many times, I've always felt that the very easiest part of this business is when you have a vehicle cleaned and prepped, ready on the lot, that vehicle is sold. It is very rare when you take a vehicle back to the dealer auction. And if you have done that once or twice, you're going to learn what type of vehicles to avoid. So, you know, obviously the longer you're in business and the more experience you have, you could come to the point where you sell every single vehicle and you never, ever take a vehicle back to the dealer auction. So in my opinion, the easiest part of having a dealer's license is selling that vehicle on your lot. The hardest part of this business is constantly going out and finding vehicles to purchase that you can bring back to resell on your lot. Always remember, you cannot make any money selling vehicles with a dealer's license until we first purchase that vehicle to resell. So, you know, maybe you've got your dealer's license or maybe you're thinking about getting your dealer's license and you might just assume that you're going to buy all your vehicles at a dealer auction to resell on your lot. And that's great. That's awesome. Many dealers do this. Sometimes those dealer auctions can get a little bit competitive and there's going to be some days at a dealer auction when everything seems to be going extremely high. And there could be times that you spend the entire day either physically at the dealer auction or maybe bidding on the dealer auction website on your computer and you don't purchase a single vehicle. There are actually many, many other ways that you can purchase vehicles from resources other than dealer auctions. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. One of the great ways to make money with your dealer's license is to purchase vehicles directly from individuals in your area. You know, you can search online news outlets. Most of them run their classified ads for free. So a lot of dealers don't realize this. You know, you should scan these online newspapers every day in your area. So a lot of times you can view their online classified ads for free. You should always keep an eye on Craigslist, e eBay, Facebook marketplaces become huge for dealers to buy here uh, in the last couple of years. You can you you can view your local opportunities on Craigslist, or you can even view your local market on eBay by searching within a certain amount of miles from your zip code. Many, many, many dealers I know are buying massive amounts of vehicles from individuals on Facebook marketplace. Always know that vehicle pricing is so important. So you definitely need to know vehicle pricing uh, when you are ready to make a deal and you need to know when to make a buy and definitely when to step away from the deal. There was a time when I was purchasing about half of my inventory right from individuals on Craigslist. And I have found out that if you're the first one that shows up at the door with cash, well, you know, cash really talks. And I've made some great buys in my area using Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace and eBay. Another great resource that you may never heard of, may have never heard of, is Backlot Cars. And if you haven't heard about Backlot Cars, it's probably because you're not yet a licensed dealer. But when you do get your dealer's license, you will hear about Backlot Cars. And by the way, I'm not affiliated with them in any way, shape, or form. They've never reimbursed me or reimbursed me to mention their name. I know a lot of dealers that are using this great service because a service like Backlot Cars allows licensed dealers to bid on franchisee trade-ins before they go to the dealer auction. So, When a franchisee, such as your local Ford dealer, your Chevrolet dealer, your Toyota dealer, or your Chrysler dealer takes a trade-in, sometimes for brand-new vehicles, then they post those vehicle trades 
on backlot cars many times. A great benefit to backlot cars or similar services is that they use third-party inspectors to inspect the vehicles being sold on those franchisee lots, and they give very detailed vehicle inspection reports. So if you're getting a third-party non-biased inspection report on that vehicle, that's definitely going to give you some confidence in bidding on that vehicle online. You know, if you purchase a vehicle on backlot cars, you can have your vehicle delivered right to your dealership normally the very next day. Backlot Cars also offers floor plans or short-term loans for the vehicles that you're purchasing. So, for example, when you have an account at Backlot Cars, you can bid on franchise trade-ins, have that vehicle delivered to your dealership the next day, and even have up to 45 days to pay Backlot Cars for those vehicles that you purchased. And that's, that's pretty cool, wouldn't you agree? So if you're interested in that, go to BacklotCars.com. Remember, you've got to have your dealer's license before you can utilize Backlot Cars or any other service like that because most of those services are only available to licensed motor vehicle dealers. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. You definitely need to know some negotiation strategies, especially when you're dealing with individuals that are selling their own vehicles. So I want to talk about how to make a buy from an individual. You're going to soon learn that sometimes an owner thinks the vehicle they own is worth much more than it actually is. So a private individual will many times think that that vehicle is worth a lot more than it actually is. They could have a sentimental attachment to that vehicle. Maybe they bought it brand new. Maybe they've had it for five years or something like that. Maybe they've had it for longer than that. And a lot of times they want to sell that for much more than what it is actually worth. Stay away from the sentimental owner because you can probably find that same exact vehicle at a dealer auction for several thousands of dollars less. So do be prepared to walk away from the sentimental buyer. So let's talk about making the buy. When you've established that the vehicle title is in the name of the person selling it, and we have some other videos that cover that extensively, you always want to make sure you're buying a vehicle from an individual when their name is on the title, okay? Always arrive right on time and try to bring cash. Cash is a dealer's best friend. Cash offers will cause many sellers to accept well under their asking price. Before making an offer, be sure to inspect the vehicle and ask if the vehicle has ever had any problems. When you ask that individual selling that vehicle if the vehicle's had any problems, you definitely need to pay very, very close attention to their reaction. So if you ask them if the vehicle's ever had any problems and they hesitate, look around a little bit and say something like, no, uh uh-uh. No, uh-uh, no, no, it's never had any problems. No, uh-uh. Well, you know, that's not a very confident answer. I think there's a chance that they could be lying, and maybe they're not telling you about some hidden mechanical problem. You know, if that seller answers that question, have you ever had any problems with this vehicle, and they give you a confident, no, I've never had a single problem with this car since I purchased it. It's always ran great. While looking you directly in the eye, well, they're probably going to be telling you the truth. So definitely watch that individual's reaction when you ask them if they've ever had any problems. It's always a good idea to take a vehicle to a mechanic before making an offer. And this is obviously a great way to find out if you if it needs any significant repairs. But as you do become more experienced, you're going to be able to check that vehicle's condition with a test drive and, and you'll be able to kick those tires. When purchasing vehicles from an individual, it's a great idea to purchase what is known as a vehicle diagnostic code reader. And and you've probably seen these. You can find them on Amazon for like $49. And a few years ago, you could not purchase a vehicle diagnostic code reader for less than $1,500. They were very expensive, but the prices have definitely dropped down. Every dealer needs to have at least one of these. A vehicle diagnostic code reader is going to allow you to run a very quick diagnostic check on any vehicle that you're interested in purchasing, whether 
you're maybe purchasing it from an individual or maybe you're buying it at a dealer auction before it runs through the lanes, uh, you can run those vehicle diagnostic checks. And they work on most vehicles that are 1996 or newer and will normally have that plug usually at the left hand bottom left hand of the dash or maybe right behind the steering wheel. And they do allow you to easily turn them, determine the cause of a check engine light. Uh, you can you know, erase trouble codes. Uh, you can check O2 sensor readouts and things like that. It might show if there's uh, required emissions problems, uh, misfire problems, fuel system problems, air conditioner problems, exhaust and gas problems, and many, many other vehicle diagnostics. So I, I believe these are like gold. I really do when you're making buys or taking trade-ins. Uh, this thing is basically a cheap insurance policy on every vehicle that you're purchasing to ensure you're not buying a vehicle with some unforeseen problems. Definitely well worth the money. A vehicle diagnostic reader. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. If you've established the vehicle is titled by the person that's selling it and the mechanical condition is good, then you're ready to make an offer. As stated before, cash is a dealer's best friend. Some sellers will not take a personal check, and they may not even take a check from your dealership. But, you know, many sellers will either insist on payment in the form of a cashier's check or cash. I have never met a customer that would not take cash, okay? But it is possible because, uh, you know, everybody does take cash. When you're making that offer, let the seller know that you're a dealer. Don't ever hide that. When you're making the offer, let the seller know that you are a dealer and you fully intend to resell this vehicle on your lot. Mention what you will have to do to make that vehicle retail ready without making any unnecessary negative comments about that vehicle. This is that seller's personal car and negative comments about that vehicle can be taken personally by that seller. Just say something like, hey, you've kept this car in excellent condition, but I will need to put on new tires and fix that broken taillight before I can bring it up to retail selling condition or something similar to that. Then make the offer. Just say, Something like, I can give you $8,500 cash. Will that work for you? Then say absolutely nothing. No matter how tempting or how long a silence follows your offer, don't say a word. The first person that speaks during negotiations loses. So, so ask that customer uh, if they'll take that offer and don't say a word. Let the seller respond first. This gives that seller time to think about your offer and hopefully accept it. This statement does not invite a no answer from the seller, such as does the obvious, would you take 85? Make sure to state your offer in the full amount of $8,500 cash. This amount sounds a lot more than 85 or 8,500. So always make sure and use thousands and hundreds in your offer. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. This also makes the seller think that it will work for them instead of just coming back with an automatic no to your offer. The answer you look forward to hearing will be, yes, that will work for me. If the seller states that your offer will not work for me, ask the seller what price they are expecting to receive. If their lowest price is much higher than what you are willing to pay, then thank them for their time. Always be courteous, give them a big smile, and shake their hand firmly. Before you leave, write down your offer on the back of that business card and tell them your offer stands for seven days. Explain to the seller that in seven days your offer will expire because you will be investing that cash into another vehicle. This can add a sense of urgency, and very often you can get your offer your offer accepted after the seller has had a day or two to think about that. They will call you back on this. If the seller says something like, There is absolutely no possible way in the world I would ever think about selling this beloved car of mine for less than $10,000. Well, you know, there's an excellent chance that they're firm on that price. 
When this happens, still leave a card with your seven-day offer. Be as polite as possible. Leave on a positive note by telling the seller, I would like to wish you the very best of luck with the sale of your car. And I invite you to call me at any time if there's ever anything I can do for you. Have a great day. If you don't get to buy on the first try, you have left a very positive professional image in the mind of that seller. They're not going to forget the respect that you paid them and the compliments that you made on their vehicle. The seller is going to remember your demeanor and will contact before will contact you before an individual that did, you did not treat with a positive professional attitude. They will remember the respect that you paid for them. Always remember, as a licensed motor vehicle dealer, you're going to be the professional. Your customers will look to you for information. They're going to be guiding the transactions, and you're going to be in charge of every situation, whether you're making the buy or whether you're making the sell. The more you know about the state's laws and regulations, the more cars you're going to sell, the more money you're going to make, and the less likely you would ever be involved in any type of future litigation by you know, not disclosing vehicle defects to the customer. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Making the sale. Making the sale. How do we sell a vehicle to an individual? Obviously, the most common way that your dealership is going to make money is by selling vehicles to individuals on your lot. When a customer is looking at one of your vehicles, go out and greet them with a big smile and a firm handshake. First impressions mean everything. Your professional demeanor will reflect the professionalism of your dealership. Your customers want to know they're dealing with a reputable dealership that is ready to meet their needs. You got to greet and treat every customer as a potential buyer. I want to repeat that. You must greet and treat every customer as a potential buyer. A buyer that's wearing, you know, worn and torn clothing could very be, very well be a very serious buyer that has done their research and they have cash in their pocket and they're ready to buy right now. So you need to treat every single person at your dealership with complete respect. They will or they will take their money to that dealership down the street. You must assume that every single person on your lot, no matter what their appearance, is going to purchase a vehicle from you because more than likely they will. They're thinking about making a very important purchase. They want to be catered to, and basically this is your job to do that. Make every effort you can to establish a rapport with every person that walks into your dealership or onto your dealer lot. If your customer finds a car that interests them, they will, of course, ask for the inevitable test drive because it is very rare for a customer to buy a vehicle without test driving a vehicle first. And I strongly encourage you, when you've got a customer that says they want to take a test drive, you say, oh, hey, that's great. Okay, we just need to go inside here. I'm going to need to get a copy of your driver's license and your proof of insurance. Very important. When someone wants to take a test drive, get a copy of their driver's license and their dealer insurance. There's two great things here. Number one, when they have insurance, if they go out and wreck one of your demos, at least your insurance company is going to have the ability to go make a claim against their dealer insurance company, or against their insurance company, and hopefully we'll keep your rates down. Many insurance companies that have liability-only policies will cover their customers if their customer wrecks a dealer demo. So keep this in mind. You definitely want to make sure your customers have insurance. If they drive up on your lot, you ask them for their proof of insurance before the test drive, and they tell you, well, I don't have proof of insurance. They're already breaking the law because every person in the state is required to have financial responsibility on every vehicle that's being driven. So if they drive up on my lot and they can't show me their proof of insurance before they test drive one of my vehicles, they're not test driving one of my vehicles. Always make sure and get a copy of their photograph ID. Uh, I read an I read an article here recently. There was a Yamaha dealer that a, allowed a young man to take a test drive, and they had a copy of his photograph ID, and that young man stole 
the Yamaha motorcycle, didn't bring it back. So the Yamaha dealer called the local police department, showed him the guy's photograph ID. So the police went right over to that, that guy's house and found that stolen motorcycle. You know, vehicle thieves are not always the smartest people in the world. So, you know, when you, when you have somebody that wants to take a test drive, definitely get a proof, get a copy of their proof of insurance and their driver's license. So, Always tell that customer that they're more than welcome to test drive the vehicle and suggest that they take it to a mechanic to have it checked out. You know, by telling the customer to take it and have it checked out, this shows the customer that you're honest and you have absolutely nothing to hide. You know, if you do know of about of a, any type of faults with the vehicle, make sure and tell the customer before they take the test drive. And what I mean by that, you know, if, uh, say, for example, you're selling a vehicle. Before they take the test drive, tell them, Hey, I drove this car the other day. It felt like I was pulling to the left a little bit. Uh, I did hear a little bit of noise back there in the rear end the other day. And come on back here. I want you to be aware of this dent here behind the back left fender. I just want to make sure you're aware of everything before you go out and take the test drive. By doing this, number one, you're going to build credibility. But I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to go and find that out as soon as they take that test drive. And, you know, they'll come right back and they'll tell you, well, I noticed the car's pulling to the left a little bit, heard a little bit of noise in the rear end, and I just found this dent on the back left fender. So by telling your customer every mechanical malfunction or minor defect in advance of the test drive, you're really going to build a very large amount of credibility. Even if this customer does not buy a vehicle from you, they're going to tell others about your honesty and your honest reputation will definitely drive future business to your dealership. By not disclosing vehicle faults to the customer, they will not trust you and will immediately tell several people that you're a dishonest dealer. A bad reputation spreads much, much faster than a good reputation. A bad reputation is also something a dealer can never get rid of. If you're known as a dishonest dealer, it will be much, much harder to move your inventory than if you were known as an honest dealer. So, when you're making a sell, the best thing you can do for your business is to disclose everything you possibly can about that vehicle. You're going to be very, very glad that you did. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Your goal at this point, of course, is to sell the vehicle. When the customer returns from the test drive, they probably have decided whether or not they want to purchase that vehicle. If they do not want the vehicle, they might say something like, oh, I think I'll just keep looking. Be sure to ask exactly what they're looking for. Try to find out every detail of the type of the vehicle your customer wants and let them know that you can probably find the exact vehicle they're looking for at a price they can hopefully afford. If the customer does not want to purchase the vehicle, let them know that you frequently attend dealer auctions and you may be able to find the exact vehicle they want. Another method of finding the exact vehicle for your customer is by using a service by Mannheim Dealer Auctions called OVE. This is Mannheim Mannheim, by the way, is one of the largest dealer auctions in the country, and they have the dealer exchange network, which is called OVE. When you obtain your dealer's license, you can easily log on to several dealer-only websites like Mannheim.com, Odessa.com, OVE, and local and, and locate several thousands of vehicles for sale. So, you know, just for example, on OVE, you can actually hide the price on the screen. And you can say, hey, look at this. I got this vehicle right here. Uh, you know, it's another another city, but I can buy this and get it shipped here. And you figure up your cost and you quote the cost. So maybe you can buy that vehicle and get it shipped to your dealership for 3000 and show them the vehicle on OVE. And then you ask the customer for 6000 or 5995 Always price your vehicles with nines. Nines are really effective in this business. If you price a vehicle at $6,000, 
I mean, that seems like it's really high. But if you say fifty nine ninety five, that seems substantially lower. In fact, I've seen some research where, say, for example, you price a vehicle at five thousand even, and then you got another vehicle right next to it that's at fifty one nine ninety five instinctively the customer buys the one with nines in it. Even though the vehicle was priced higher, sometimes they will actually buy the vehicle that has the nines in it. So it's just, it's this psychological thing. I don't know how it works, but it does. So you will be able to log onto these vehicles, uh, these uh, dealer auction websites throughout the country. Okay. So that's something you can certainly uh, let them know about as a licensed dealer. You're going to be able to find that exact car that your customer wants every single time. So never let a customer that's looking for something that you don't have, leave the dealership without letting them know that you can find them the exact vehicle you're looking for. You can find that vehicle from other dealer inventories. Now, on the other hand, if your customer turns from the test drive and they start showing some positive buying buying signs, this is where your work begins. Your customer will usually tell you things like uh, that they didn't like about the vehicle to attempt to reduce their asking price or excuse me, their offer. A common statement is, you know, I like this car, but it's priced more than I was really looking for. Or, you know, hey, this car's okay, but it's not really the color I want. Statements like this are actually an excellent buying sign because it shows the customer wants the vehicle and they may be ready to submit a low offer. Okay, so let's talk about low offers. Let's assume, let's assume your asking price for that vehicle is $10,000. The customer may attempt to purchase that vehicle at a largely reduced price by saying something like, oh, I'll give you 5000 for it. Your first instinct after a lowball offer may be to say something like, no way, you're wasting my time. Come back when you are ready to make a real offer. You know, if you say something like that, it's a huge mistake. Always stay positive at all times, no matter how low that customer's offer is. When a customer submits an offer much lower than the asking price, they are normally waiting for a counteroffer. Never discuss whether or not an offer is acceptable on the lot. After the customer makes a verbal offer, always say something like, come inside the office to see where we're at, or let's go inside and see what we can come up with to get you into this car. Never disregard a customer offer, no matter how low that offer is. Get that customer inside to try and close that deal no matter what. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. You know, when you get that customer in your dealership, make them feel as comfortable as you can. Give them a seat, you know, offer them something to drink like some coffee or a bottled water. Always have plenty of bottled waters in a refrigerator for your customers. This really makes them comfortable. Sit down at your computer and figure out exactly what you've got invested in that vehicle and give, then give the customer your counteroffer. A great negotiation technique is to give your customer counteroffers and decrease in decreasing increments in writing. So let's say your first, let's say the customer offered you $5,000 for that $10,000 vehicle. So let's say your first counter offer is $1,000 below your asking price. So you pull out a piece of paper and write down an amount that's $1,000 lower than your asking price. Then show the price to their customer. If the customer gives another higher counter offer that's not acceptable to you, then you reduce the price in writing by $500. And then on the third counter offer, you reduce the price by only 250 By lowering your counter offers and decreasing increments, you're letting that customer know that you are very, very near your very lowest acceptable offer. This is a very effective negotiation technique. And so always try to price your vehicles high enough to allow you to drop that price by two to $3,000 during a negotiation process and still sell that vehicle for a profit. You might also state something like, if I lower the price amount to the amount written on this paper, can I earn your business today? 
always ask the closing questions. We're dealers, ABC, always be closing. So always ask the closing questions. If the customer says yes, congratulate the customer, assume you have that sale, and begin the necessary deal paperwork. Assuming you have the sale and pulling out the required paperwork is a proven sales technique that can lead to a much higher closing percentage. So what happens if the customer is not willing to pay an acceptable price for the vehicle? Well, then you sell that vehicle to the very next customer. Remember, you're leaving the transaction. That vehicle is yours, and you're going to decide what that vehicle sells for. If a customer wants a vehicle, they're going to purchase that vehicle from you. But there's a huge market for vehicles uh, no matter what. And you're always going to be the one that has the ultimate decision on whether or not that vehicle is selling. So remember, you know, if you've dealt with some customer for an hour or two and they're not getting anywhere where you want, just thank them, be very courteous, and go out and start, you know, uh, dealing with other customers. So, you know, be, be prepared to set on vehicles a little bit longer, and hopefully this will help you with your dealership. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Hey, thank you very much for listening today. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Make sure and click the notification button there so you can listen to all these podcasts as they do become available. And I want to wish you the very, very best of luck with your business. Now go out there and get them. 